Next up on our top 20 episodes of 2020, uh, actually features, well, me. Uh, I was actually asked by the uh, students and faculty at Medical University of South Carolina to uh, talk to a student elective section. And the question was, what can you learn from a radio DJ turned physical therapist? Uh, I got an opportunity to do something I really love to do, which is talk to students. Uh, they wanted to hear my story, my roundabout story about how I went from the radio studio to being a physical therapist to wind up being a physical therapist podcast host. But the lessons along the way and the parallels between communications and clinical practice and how you can really find a straight line between any two points and what that means for your career. Uh, a fun and interactive talk that we did. I uh, got to add some Q&A from students at the end of it as well. So I had fun. They said they learned a lot. Maybe they were just being nice. Who knows? But take a listen. Up next on our top 20 episodes of 2020 on PT Pinecast. PT Pinecast is a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories. Make sure to follow us online at PT Pinecast and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. I absolutely love you. I love you, love you, love you. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. I'm glad to see you. I can't see you. You can see me. That's how cameras work. Uh, my name is Jim McKay. This is a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories here in the world of physical therapy. I'm your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Great show for you today. We've actually got students from uh, Medical University of South Carolina, one of their private practice electives. Um, they wanted to come on the show and kind of, I don't know, peek inside this weird, weird world of podcasting and how uh, different communication strategies uh, can be used in, uh, in their practice beyond graduation. So we're actually going to have one of the students who is uh, no, no stranger to the show, come on and kind of be like a guest interviewer. Let's bring him on and bring him in. Let's bring on Kaipo. Kaipo, welcome to the show. How's it there going? He is. Oh, man. Thank Kaipo's you. Kaipo's here. Thank want to thank, thank your you. friends at Recovery Science for giving you the first round. Owens Recovery Science, single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction, rehabilitation training, and the equipment. You need to apply it properly in your clinical practice. So there they are on the bottom of the screen, Owens Recovery, OwensRecoveryScience.com and their new podcast, Owens Recovery Science Podcast on iTunes or wherever quality podcasts are heard. Kaipo, welcome to the show, man. It's good to uh, it's good to see you again. Last time we caught up, I was down at MUSC. Was that a year ago? It was two years ago. Two years. I was going to say, I was like, that year ago feels like two years. It's because it was, in fact, two years. See how that, how that works? Um, Good to see you. Last time I was down at MUSC, was talking at the white coat ceremony down there, and uh, and you you gave me a tour with some of your roommates of uh, of some cool parts of Charleston. Show me where to get the best ice cream, which I appreciate personally. Like me some ice cream. It's it's good stuff. We that's that was Jenny's on King Street, and actually, if you're in Charleston again, there's another ice cream shop. If we happen to be in Charleston again, it's called um it's actually off Buffane Street. Um, what's it called? I think Life Raft. Life craft treats, well, but yeah, it's really good stuff. I like it. All right, so you're in a private practice elective at Medical University of South Carolina, and uh, Holly Wise is your professor. And she gave me an email a couple of weeks ago and said, "Hey, like PT students uh, came together. First of all, kudos to MUSC for having a private practice elective, and for the uh, the seven students in it. That's pretty cool that you decided, hey, this is something I want to expand my." my education and my knowledge. And we figured, hey, why not broadcast this thing live and let everybody uh, kind of interact? So if you're hearing something, if you want to know, we're going to talk about podcasting, but really like kind of my story, I guess, which I've told before, how I got to PT and how I became a professional physical therapist podcaster, which is not a job description. I didn't sign up for that. There is no elective. It's just something I made up. If you want to know anything, just drop a comment below or a question, and uh, we will make sure we can get to some of those before the uh, the end. Or if you just have a comment, or we always like to let, uh, see where you guys are actually listening or watching from, so let us know there. So, uh, so Kaipo, you're going to kind of be the de facto me in this one, since I'm the oh guest. Goodness. Very uncomfortable being the guest. It's very weird. I feel like I lose control. <laughs> But, I got big shoes to fill. Yeah, I'm not even wearing shoes. It's flip. <laughs> I'm in summer mode, man. I'm in summer. Uh, where do you uh, Where do you want to start? You know, you know, I want to make sure I provide value for the students, you know, from MUSC and, and the audience. So, like, where do you want me to begin? What's What's a good starting point? 
Oh, first of all, thank you for doing this for our class. I mean, us seven students, we're all each really highly interested in starting our own businesses or going our own route in PT, whether that be clinical or non-clinical like a podcast. So um, we really just want to hear your story. And the best way we can, I guess, kick that off is I got the first wildcard question that's going to yeah. be asked by Aaron Brown. All right, um, Aaron can Brown. we bring Aaron Brown in? All right, Aaron Brown's going to come in. He's going to come in. He's very excited. I like it. There he is. Let's make sure he's unmuted. Boom, unmuted. No, there we go. All right, Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you. Aaron, wild card question. I was not given these uh, questions beforehand. Uh, so fire away. <clears throat> okay. You ready? Yes. So if you were going, if Hollywood was going to make a movie about your life, who would play you? Wow. I've never been asked that. That's a very good question. I'm going to give you some kudos on that. Uh, I'm flattered. I don't know that there would be a movie about my life, but I will stay within the realms and of your suspended disbelief that someone would actually make a movie about my life. Um, I mean, I just mentioned this the other day, a guy that actually grew up um, not far from where I grew up in New York. This guy grew up in, in like near Woodstock, New York, um, just about an hour and a half north, north of New York City. Jimmy Fallon. I mean, I would be, I mean, flatter. I mean, obviously, if anybody's making a movie about me, I'm going to be flattered. But yeah, Jimmy Fallon is someone that I... I, he's younger than me, but I always kind of looked up to him in terms of that guy just went after it and did it his way. You know, Lonely Island, just kind of making goofy music videos and, and and skits with his friends, right? And then it landed him on Saturday Night Live, and now he's hosting the Tonight Show. Um, so yeah, I would say Jimmy Fallon. You know, uh, great personality, kind of you know, kind of goofy looking like me. So I'll take it. You know, right? He's also <laughs> got a ride at Orlando uh, Universal. He has a ride there? <laughs> yeah. What is it? And so it's, uh, I, I might be wrong, but it used to be the Jimmy Neutron ride back oh. 10 some odd years ago. I, actually, I don't even know when they converted it, but uh, essentially you're on a big track with about probably 50 chairs and it's like a virtual, I, I got sick. Um, okay, good. So, okay. We'll check yeah. you out. We've got some vestibular therapists watching right now. We're going <laughs> to get you looked at. Don't worry about that, Aaron. <laughs> uh, I would say I would say Jimmy Fallon to answer your question. That's my final answer. Be flattered, and if anybody ever wants to, you know, if you want to reach my agent, um, I don't have one, but if you want to be my agent, uh, please contact me. But that's a great question. That's a really that's I might add that to the show as a wild card. That's a really good leadoff, man. Great question, Aaron. Thanks. I'm sure he'd appreciate you. Uh, oh yes, I'm sure he's equally flattered uh, <laughs> that I suggested that uh, Jimmy Fallon to be in the movie. All right, Aaron, I appreciate that question, man. Thanks for the icebreaker. All right, cool. Yeah, and that that sort of leads right into where we want to talk about, right? So a movie about your life obviously should be in production, but not quite yet. Cool. But we just want to hear your basic story as a class. I mean, you yeah. were in radio at one point, you got PT school, now you're hosting a podcast. Can you right. fill in the fill in the gaps for us a little bit? It starts much younger, Kaipo. Starts when oh, I was, I was okay. a wee lad, probably about eleven years old. And okay. this is serious. I did the morning announcements in sixth grade because someone was sick. They were like, we need someone to do the morning announcements in sixth grade. You know, like, hey, like today it's pizza for lunch and like basketball tryouts are like 3.30. And I literally was sitting there waiting in this room. And the, when the clock struck like, you know, 7.10 or whatever, it all, the bells automatically dung and like the microphone was just like click. And now the entire school could hear me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is for real. I have made it. Everyone's going to hear what I have to say. And I did like, you know, my three minute spiel or whatever on the announcements and all the hair on my arm stood up when I was 11. I had three hairs or whatever, but all of them stood up. Um, and I went home and I told my mom, I was like, this is what I want to do. I did the announcements. Oh, my gosh, it was great. There was a microphone. There was stuff I had to read. And then I went back to my homeroom and people heard me. And she just saw the look on my face and she was like, wow, that's great. Um, I don't know if morning announcements is a career but we'll work on the things that you liked, right? So I did the morning announcements from 6th to 12th grade. I just kept showing up the first day of school to the uh, to the office, and I was like, I'm here. Don't worry about looking for someone else. I got it. And I was like, I, I'm solving your problem. No more looking for someone. I got Because I loved it. I literally loved the feeling. Uh, went to school for journalism and uh, mass communication. I had a degree in uh, from St. Bonaventure University, still hanging out of the pennant over there in the corner of the room in the video. And uh, picked that school based on a couple different things. And one of them was they had a really, really good college radio station. By the time when I started there, they were the number eight college radio station in the United States. And by the time I left, 
We were number two. Ooh. Very close to number one. What a climb. I know, but I, I, you know, a little bit, a little bit of spite in my voice because I thought we were number one. But you know, <laughs> and again, I went to went to a school uh, an hour and a half south of Buffalo, middle of nowhere, and nothing for miles and miles around school. Um, but uh, that meant that that college radio station meant a lot to the local community. And I, I just, I showed up. I did my first show at like midnight to two a.m. on a Tuesday. Didn't care. I knew that there was three people listening, and they were all my roommates, and that's it. <laughs> and I was still getting that feeling, and I was like, I love this, right? So that's college. Graduate. Did a bunch of internships. One of them was with uh, a station called K Rock in New York, uh, WXRK, New York City Big Rock Station. At the time, this is two thousand. The morning show host for that radio station was a guy by the name of Howard Stern. So I Huge got deal. Huge. Huge. Be on the biggest stage, and by on the biggest stage, I mean carrying coffee for the biggest <laughs> stage in the world. But I was right there. I was watching the 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 show happen. They were filming for E. They used to put Howard Show on E. So everything was happening, and I just I loved watching things at the highest level. Right, the Howard Stern show. Like I don't know if you could get a, a, a bigger radio show in the world. And I worked at small little radio stations with a staff of like six full time people, and I loved both of them. I literally, on my first job interview, they were like, well, why do you want to do this? And I was like, I just love this industry. I love it. I love everything about communicating. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's how I went from, uh, to, to get into radio. My, uh, one of my, my friends I talked to earlier, I was like, what parts of my story are, are interesting? Cause they're my story. Like they're boring to me. Right. And she said, tell them how you got your first job. So do you want to hear how I got my first job in radio? Yeah, right? shoot, please. You got to stand out in radio because you got a bunch of extroverts and we're, we don't shut up. We're loud. And I literally pictured a program director's office. It's like a clinic director, like the person who runs everything on the radio station. So I was like, how, I pictured their desk. And I was like, their desk, just a bunch of papers and stuff. And they got a report and they got a bunch of stuff, some CDs. And I thought, how do you get someone to want to open your, the package with your resume and your demo CD? How do you make it? Like, what do you do? So... Kaipa, what's something that you, when you get maybe once a year, maybe twice a year, that when you get, it's wrapped so beautifully, it's for you. It might have a bow on top. It might be on the day you were born. It might be on Christmas. I don't know. When you get that box, right, on those two days a year, when you get a present, oh, you not, open it. It tells you it's designed. You yeah. need to shred this paper. So I wrapped my resume and demo CD uh, in a box. And I wrapped it like a, like a birthday present, put a bow on top, and I sent it to the program director. I knew I was at least getting opened, and that's all I needed, right? Mm-hmm. So then the question goes, what's inside the box? Well, I, re- I mentioned my resume and my demo CD, but uh, have you guys watched uh, Breaking Bad? Yeah, yes, definitely. So you know what a burner phone is, right? Oh, 100%. So I bought a burner phone, put like 20 bucks worth of you know, money on it, and I programmed one number into the speed dial. Guess whose number I put in the speed dial? My Jimmy McKay. Right. And I just said, call me. So I got I got my first job interview that way because I literally was like, I'm willing to, I got your attention. That's what a radio DJ is supposed to do. I need to be able to figure out how to get your attention. So by doing that, I proved I could get their attention. So I got a phone call. Um, and that's how I got my first job in radio in Poughkeepsie, New York. And you know. The, the rest the rest of my radio career was 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 kind of history I, I worked for 15 years eventually got to run my own radio station I got to w- go to work in cargo shorts and guns and roses t-shirts slide in around the crack of noon play rock music super loud and uh, and interview rock stars um, some highlights like Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters was a big one oh. one of the nicest guys you're ever gonna meet like whatever you hear about him that's the truth Dave Matthews was you know equally Ooh accommodating super nice but also guys you know in 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 some other bands like shine down like some people who you know were on the cusp of making it or maybe they were on their way up and they they're such hustlers but that was really fun yeah that was my job i literally just went i wore headsets and talked to microphones and you know gave away beer and gave away concert tickets and cds and that was my life uh ran a radio station scranton pa that was called 97.9x um and i got to be the program director of that one which meant I got to open the CDs and the resumes and and, and I got to tell people kind of what I kind of coordinate what people were doing. It was fun. Has has anyone ever sent you a gift like that? No. Had, had anyone? Oh, so you're the only one. Yeah. You know what? That's a good point. I've told that story a couple of times. No one's ever, no one's ever done that. But you know, I, I would challenge anybody if you want to make my story of of wrapping my resume in a, as a gift relevant, because a lot of them are just digital now, right? 
how do you do that? Like they tell you to put your resume on like proper resume paper. Maybe you don't because if everybody's zigging and you zag, I don't know. Maybe that sets you apart. Some people will say that, well, that's not, that's not professional. They're going to look at you differently. Um, I don't, if you are different, be different. You know, I've, I've done my resume in, in different formats. So, so that was it, man. I wanted to, I was in radio. I was, that was my dream job and I got it. And I was going to ride off into the sunset and just be a radio DJ for the rest of my life until one day I woke up and I was just like, this isn't giving me, this isn't giving me that the tingles, right? The, the arm hair standing up anymore. And I started to get, I started to panic to be dead honest with you. I was in this job that I'd worked my butt off and thought I wanted my whole life and I got it. And I knew there were a lot of people who would also want that job. So I was like, oh, I can't give it up because it's valuable. But it was only valuable if I wanted it. So I started to look around um, my, my world, my little, my little sphere. And I happened to be training for my first Ironman triathlon. And I was meeting up with the cycling group. And we'd meet up at this lake in Pennsylvania. It was beautiful on Wednesdays. And we'd ride. And it was awesome. And at the end of the ride, there was always this one guy, kind of like the old dude you know, in the, in the crew. I, you know, I'm not going to call him old dude. But you know what I mean? He was just the guy who kind of knew everything. was the old. It was the Yoda of the group. Yeah, and yeah, people would always, you know, go to him and be like, you know, hey, my, my hips are kind of, or my knee, what do I do? And he'd be just like, let me take a look and all right, do this, this. And they just watching how they walked away from him, like they walked over and they're like, I don't feel well, right? I didn't do it. And then they walked away. He listened to him and just told him a few things, asked him a few questions. And they were like, yeah, I will. I'm going to try that. That's going to be great. Thank you. And I was like, dude, what do you like? How do you know all this stuff? Like they're telling you like one or two things. Like, how do you know this? And he's like, I'm a physical therapist. It's just kind of what I do. Um, and I was like, man, how do I become one of you? Like this is on a ride, right? We're biking. We're doing yeah. like 15, 20 miles an hour just biking. And uh, I'm like, I want to be one of you. And uh, he fight clubbed me. He was like, nah, man, I don't think I don't, you're a radio DJ. I mean, you're, you're, it's cool. It's a cool job. I don't think you got the hustle like to do this Ooh. you gotta go through a lot of stuff this Ouch. is you're like and i was like all right no i respect that i respect that and then like a week later i came back and i was like honestly dude like i think i think i really i think i do i think i'll do the things that you say and he's like i don't think so man honestly i don't think you're gonna do it and he did that twice and that's why i say like if you ever watch the movie fight club that's how that would get members they would tell you no if you were tall they tell you you're too tall if you're short you shoot too short if you're blonde you're too blonde anything no you're not you're not enough you're too lazy and when this was the third time, he's like, fine. I know the professor who teaches anatomy and physiology at the local community college. Go there. I'll sign, tell her who you are. I'll get you in, even if the class is full. I did. Week one of the class, we're on a bike. We're riding. He goes, how's class? I was like, man, I learned how a muscle fires. And that stuff happens every time. <laughs> and then I'm blown a little bit. All the tinglys again. Okay. He's like, you're, on, you're in the right spot right? So uh, I'm on the air still. I'm still working. I got to have a job, right? So I'm on the air still. And I've got a physics book in the studio because I got a cram. Brent Smith from a band called Shinedown comes in for an interview. And not a lot of people at the radio station knew I was on my way out, right? So uh, you, know, you, you don't want to tip your hand. You don't want to get fired, right? On the way out. Yeah. And Brent Smith live on the air, not throwing me under the bus, was just like, what's with the physics book? And I was like, oh, uh, the table is uneven. That's the only book that fits. I just had to scramble. I was like, no, don't worry. That's just, that's to make me look smart. I don't actually read physics books. So, uh, so yeah, got into PT school, uh, after applying Marymount university. And, uh, you know what I was doing? I was hanging up the red headphones, right? I was done. I was done being a radio DJ. I was going to go and, and, and be a student now. And, uh, Loved my, my PT experience first year. Went to a state conference in the state of... I went to the... Uh, it was in North Carolina, the next conference in North Carolina. And I was sitting there listening to a presentation. You've all been there, right? Like a thousand people in the room and stuff like that. Someone's on stage and they're pontificating and they're like giving knowledge and they're smart. And you're like, yeah. This guy was talking about how to train like military battalions. And it was just very testosterone -y. And I was like, yeah. what What's this guy talking? Yeah, I like this. But I didn't understand everything because I was like a second year student, right? I was like, okay, I kind of understand that. I have no idea what that means. I'm going to write that down, look that up later. Um, so I didn't raise my hand and stop this guy in the middle of the presentation. But, but there was the networking hour, which is code for happy hour. And of course, I went to that afterwards. And there was the guy, right? It's, it's you know, kind of a little bit of fate. 
Um, there was the guy across the room who'd been on stage. And I was like, you know what, man, I paid like 200 bucks. I'm going to learn something, damn it. And I marched on up three beers deep, marched on up three beers deep. And I was like, oh, hey, man, I'm Jimmy. I was at your presentation and I didn't understand it. <laughs> In hindsight, it's a crappy way to introduce yourself <laughs> to someone. Um, but he saw it. And 20 minutes later, we're deep, neck deep in a, in, a, in a conversation that, you know, like when you're when you're having a beer with someone and you're really getting it and you're understanding stuff and you're just like, yeah, yeah. Tell me more about that. And people were kind of like doing this. They were like eavesdropping. They were like, one of these guys, it sounds interesting over here. And that's when I realized again, I got the tingles and I was like, man, this is cool because I got the guy who I wanted to know more of. I could have went to his website or emailed him, but that's not, that's not the way I communicate. I interview people. It's just what I did. And, uh, we had like a, like a four hour ride back from North Carolina to, to where we were living. I had a couple of classmates in the car after the conference. And I was like, Hey guys, got a cool idea. I'm going to run it by you. Uh, I'm thinking about starting a podcast where I just interview people in physical therapy over a beer. And these were my friends very close to me. And they said, that is a terrible idea and you should not do that. And I was like, oh, crap. All right. But I looked at it like they weren't fight clubbing me on purpose. Right. They were probably answering me based out of their own insecurities. Like, I don't know, man, if you step out, I don't know where that's going to lead to. And that's not what other people are doing. So that's kind of dangerous. And I wasn't going to do it until it was just like down here, my gastrointestinal region. It was just in my stomach. And I was like, this still feels like a good idea. And I ran it by one of my professors and she was like, not only is this a good idea, like I will line you up with whoever you want to talk to and I'll buy the first round of beers. Like, this is great. We should do this. So dropped, um, a six pack of episodes. I don't know. Six pack. Mm, I, see, I, see, I see what you're doing. Uh, six pack of episodes. And I was just going to kind of put them out. It was a goof, right? It was just kind of like, all right, this is cool. Let's see where this goes. And, uh, we got 10,000 downloads the first month and I would love to say it was strategic and I knew exactly what I was doing, but I did not. I had no idea. I was winging it. Um, but when I was doing it and when I was watching the reaction of people online, they were like, this is cool. Like do more. What are you going to do next? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Do I, I feel like I needed to ask permission. Like, what do you want me to do next? Um, so we started to catch kind of legs and, uh, that was my second year of PT school. Actually, this September will be five years of doing this show. Ooh, which is weird that's that we huge though. Yeah, it's, it's just it's cool but it's also like you look back and you're like holy crap i've been doing this for five years um <laughs> so uh so now we start to get into like the third part of my story is like so that's what you know now what but now it's like so what so graduated practice for two years uh it was a mixture of like orthopedics and pediatrics so i did like a year at one and like you know a year and a little bit of another the whole time still doing interviews at night Still getting the tingles from that. Still getting the tingles. I mean, I love treating kids. Still do. Um, but I was looking for, like, how can how could I merge these two worlds that I'm living in a little bit bigger, a little bit differently? So I looked around at different PT practices who were larger and who already did, you know, kind of communications well. And I found, I'd interviewed the CEO, the founder, the physical therapist who, who created Fox Rehabilitation, uh, Dr. Tim Fox. And I was like, they're kind of cool. They're different. Um, their clinicians work from home, but they do outpatient physical therapy, like to older adults. They had this great brand and I was like, let's do it. So I lit, so I didn't wrap, I didn't wrap it like a box. Right. And I didn't put a burner phone in there. Cause that would be, you know, that's, I, I evolved different, different population that you're different population. You're, yeah. Right. And I kind of knew my audience I'm talking to the CEO of a, you know, multi-million dollar PT practice spread across 20 States. I wrote a job description and emailed it to him. I figured out what the email address to the CEO was, not his not his administrative assistant, not the person who's in charge of HR, not the clinical director. I went right to the top, the guy who made decisions. I was like, hey, Tim, here's eight things that you need done with your practice, and I can do all of them. And then I put my phone number. I got a call two days later. I had an interview two weeks later. I had a job two weeks and one hour later. So mm. that was how I got my current job. So the current job right now is like, what is it, right? Director of communications. But that doesn't say anything. That's a job title. I host three podcasts for Fox Rehab, Foxcast PT, Foxcast OT, Foxcast SLP for PTOT and SLP. Um, I host their videos internally within the practice and I get to jump on camera and kind of be that host for some of their social media content. I get to facilitate blogs, right? So I'm in between clinicians, our clinicians at Fox, 
um, who we want writing for us, but maybe writing isn't their first, it's not their strong suit. So I come in and I go, tell me what your passion, I do an evaluation, a communications evaluation. <laughs> tell me what you're passionate about. What do you think the world needs to know more of? Um, what drives you? What do you want to know more of? And you're willing to put some research into it. And they're like, well, that's this, this, and this. Great. Great. I'm going to set you up with a professional editor and we're going to do this article together. And then I walk people through the process of, um, of creating those articles. So there's articles, videos, podcasts, that's print TV, radio. This is the stuff I learned. We just changed everything. So we just changed the medium a little bit, but it's words, sound, video, and sound right? We're just changing that. So that's what I do now. And I host this show that we're on right now, PT Pinecast. And uh, in the middle of it, while I was studying for my, when I, while I was studying for my boards and finishing PT school, um, I figured why not launch a, another podcast? I wound up launching NPTE StudyCast, which is a bunch of five minute episodes that teach you all the topics that you need to know um, to pass your NPTE. But I, I have no attention span. So I was like, they need to be like five, seven minutes tops, like just Parkinson's disease. Go, what do I need? Go, go, go. Got it. Good. I'll listen to it later. Um, that's what I do. And it's that's, awesome. And I like it. And what like a it. story. You get you have those tingles, right? I mean, like that's the rush that we we as students hope to get with whatever we do. It's I think the feeling embodied of fulfillment. You know, like it's just like that you're doing exactly what you feel like you were put on this earth to do. And whether that was, you know talking to a rock star or helping someone with shoulder issues or yeah. on that bike, it, you still got those tingles and that's, you're challenging yourself, bettering yourself and impacting the world. I love it. I love every, every bit of it. You hit um, it. That's exactly it. You hit it right in the head. That's exactly it. It's fantastic. So, okay, so we have the podcast, right? And I, I had no idea that you had just started the NPT one, which is really great because I take boards in a year and I'm going to be listening to every single episode from the NPT study cast. So I'm, mm. I'm sure that everyone listening that is going to be taking that should benefit from it. So they should definitely listen to it as well. Um, so we're going to shift a little bit and Let's we're going to talk more about building the podcast and how you're able to create this whole thing. You, you yeah. alluded to the process a little bit, um, but to lead off this section, we have another wildcard question. All right. Who's doing this one? This one's going to be Amber Karen, and she's got a really, really good one uh, to share with you. Amber, look at that. She comes right in the room. Amber, how are we doing? Good, and you? Doing fantastically. All right. So I, I initially thought this was just one podcast, but now that I realize you run several, uh, several. You, can, you can take this question and run with it where you would like to, but what is your value proposition to your audience? Ooh, that's a good, great question. Like, should be. All right. So I will, I will repeat what I said at the beginning of this show, right? And it's I've, I carefully use words. Words are my words are my weapons. Words are my interventions, right? I have to treat them very carefully. I started the show, and it might have been subtle. You might have even just heard, you glossed over it. Uh, this is a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories in the world of physical therapy. That's what that's what the value that I bring to you. So we can unpack that whole that those lines right there, right? So I said this is a podcast, and if you know what a podcast is, you know it's free, right? There's there's an exchange not of money, but of time for information, right? And time is a commodity. It's probably the most important commodity you should pay attention to, um, in terms of private practice or you know this as students, right? Like your time is valuable. If you mess around during the day and you don't do your work then you're then you're scrunched for time later so you can't get it back um so when i say a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out you know what a podcast is i save you from missing out so i actually use a psychological principle like called loss aversion and you should look that up uh donald miller has a, a great book called marketing made simple or building the story brand i use donald miller's building the story brand to craft that one sentence exactly how it is Okay, so it's a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out. That's that loss aversion. You, there is something that you could have these stories, ideas, and and, uh, and insight. But if you don't listen, you won't have them. I mean, you see this in, in marketing and communications all the time, right? If you've ever like responded to like a J Crew ad, you're like, fifty percent off runs out tomorrow. Like you have fifty percent off but not a, um, unless you act. Um, and then really the value proposition is amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories. Because I think that when you get a bunch of student physical therapists or physical therapists or physical therapist assistants or plumbers, firefighters, anybody 
together with, with their peers, they talk about the things that they're passionate about. So I want this show to be like as if you were having a beer with Daniel Shillette, who's the physical therapist for the PGA Tour. And I hope that I ask good enough questions or I let Daniel, I get out of the way of Daniel from giving you those amazing insights, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories. So I think my the thing that I thought wasn't valuable, this weird uh, history of interviewing people, this comfortableness of interviewing people, I didn't think it was valuable in PT until I saw it, until I literally saw two dots that shouldn't have a straight line between them. Like radio and PT doesn't make any sense until it does. So I think the value proposition is I get to leverage what I was good at and this little random skill that I have in this world and you win the whole time. The audience wins. It costs zero to do except for time. But I want you to say I listened to Jimmy's show for 15 minutes and I got so much more. I gave this, but I got this, right? That's that's the idea of an exchange of abundance. Have you ever heard that term before, Amber? Yes. Right. There's three types of, um, for the audience, there's three types of exchanges. You can have... You can have an exchange where like, I gave you 10 bucks, but I felt like I got a dollar's worth of value. So I feel shorted. So I just feel, I just feel gross. I got taken. I just don't feel good, right? We've had those experiences before in a restaurant. Man, this was 50 bucks and this was crap. Like, I can't believe I did that, right? The second is like, if you're a baseball fan, Ty goes to the runner, right? You know, I went to a restaurant. It, it cost 50 bucks. Like, what was it worth? Eh, 50 bucks, right? Ty goes to the runner is what happens in baseball when the ball and the batter get to first base at the same time. Except, except you're playing defense. So tie goes to the runner is a loss for you. It doesn't matter. That ain't a tie. That's a loss. And that third is the exchange of abundance. I gave Somebody gave me 30 minutes of their valuable time. And I mean that when I say it. I respect people's time. And they felt like they got this. They gave me this, right? Time is valuable, but they got this. I always want to be that to be the, the value proposition. Man, you guys are coming out with like, good like hardcore like entrepreneur questions I like that did i answer that right is that what you were expecting or is that because I'm, I'm trying to read your your face your your body language and i'm like yeah i'm taking notes <laughs> oh, i'm not even looking at the camera anymore because there's a little insight into like interviewing right but it also translates to patient care is i am constantly assessing how i'm delivering information i'm also reading like i'm reading my audience my audience right now is Amber, I'm I'm conscious of everybody listening either live on Facebook or Twitter or listening in the podcast later, but I'm watching Amber's face. And for the audience who's just listening pod, she was looking down. I didn't realize she was taking notes, which makes me feel good, right? It makes me feel like, oh, it would be valuable. But I was like reading her face. I'm like, she doesn't look, she looks upset at this answer. But it was just, you, yeah. had, you had your writing face on. Yeah. So do you just tweak that um, value system to accommodate whatever podcast you're developing then? Yeah, I always go into it knowing that like, look, I, I get paid from Fox Rehab to host their podcasts, right? But the ultimate person that's in, that is more important than even my boss, even if he's listening, needs to be the audience. Because without the audience, it's Jimmy just talking in his, in, in his room uh, to no one. Right. So, the, and the boss realizes that. So, as much as the boss wants to be the most, and he doesn't, he understands. But, like, it, it, you might think the boss is ultimately in charge or the host. It's not. It's the other way around. You flip the dynamic. Your, your patients or your potential patients, those are the people you need to be designing your systems for. Like, yesterday, we had an episode with a guy who's an organizational psychologist and web designer. He designs websites, and you don't design them for the company that paid you to do it. They paid you to do it to design a website for the person who will use the website, right? So if they paid you to do something, make sure you're doing it for the right audience. So one of my first questions in a communications evaluation is always, you know, what's your, what's your goal, right? What's success look like to you? And also, who's this, who's this valuable for, right? For a patient in front of you, if you're a physical therapist, it's usually, hey, it's, it's me. I, this, I, I'm, I'm the audience. In a communications evaluation, it shouldn't be the people that you're interacting with, the company that you're working for, or the, or the podcast that you're helping. It's who, what is the audience value? What can I bring to them? Give, put out there in the world, this great content, audience will find you. Same thing for a PT practice. Put out, put an, put a turnkey operation for me to achieve my goals. They will find you. Do you think you have any competition in this niche? Um, no. 
<laughs> now it sounds like I was just cocky, right? I'm not. And here's why. Podcasting specifically is like swimming. Are there any swimmers in the audience, right? Even if he was, we've even if there are, we've all seen the Olympics, right? And this is why. There you go. This is why I like it. You're not swimming against the guy in lane four. You're swimming against the clock, and you're swimming against you. You're swimming against how much training you did over the last month or six months. You're training about. You're you're, you're swimming against what you ate for lunch that day if it's still sitting like a rock in your stomach. So I look at it as in swimming, I it would actually be a good idea for me to jump in the pool and just like dunk the guy in lane four if he's faster than me. But I can't do that. That's not, that's against the rules of the game. The rules of the game are go fast, hit the wall, come back, repeat. In podcasting, you know, comp, your, your competition is attention and time with people. You know, so other podcasters, they actually validate what I do. More people who find their way to podcast or physical th- podcast, physical therapy podcasts, you know, specifically, um, that just validates what we do. And I help, I mean, I see it as the more we collaborate, that's why I don't think there's any competition. I think we all are or should be collaborators and not competitors, right? So, I mean, does this translate to PT clinics? Because you might say, well, no, I need every patient to walk through that, that door who finds out about me to be my patient. But what if that patient, what if you're not the perfect physical therapist for that patient? And you can refer that person to one of your competitors or collaborators in your in your city in your town your competition that person goes over there and has fantastic service they win your collaborator fellow physical therapist wins and you just gained thought leadership you gained cred right so the next time that that therapist is like man amber referred someone she could have been like no 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 this is me i found this one she she was she was thoughtful and sent that person my way because it was the right thing to do that patient got a good experience. They're going to talk highly of you. Like, you know what? That per Amber was like that. This isn't the right place for you, but I know that one that is. Um, so you just, you just created some stuff in the world that will come back to you. By the way, Amber, I will keep talking unless you cut me off. All right. <laughs> just want to make that abundantly clear. That's just how I roll. But no, that's answer, what did you, I'm, I'm curious. Cause that was a good question. What'd you think I was going to say? Um, well, after I realized that you do more than one podcast, I thought that there might be like a value proposition for each individual podcast. And I really didn't know what you were going to say. Cause I mean, you're in a tight niche and it's pretty awesome what you do and you're a brilliant person. Um, thank you for saying that. I like the fact that I like the fact that you asked a question that you didn't expect an answer. That means you had curiosity, which are the best questions to ask. I love those kind of questions. Like I was really curious. Because you want to know why? Somebody listening to this on the podcast later or watching this live right now was probably thinking the same thing. Or when they heard that question, they were like, ooh, what's he going to say? That just showed that like we're giving the audience right now. This is very meta. We're giving the audience right now while we're talking about value proposition. We're increasing the value proposition. That's pretty cool. So good on you for making my show more valuable, Amber. I'll send you a What was your equation on podcasts? Again, like podcasts equal time and what else? Did I say an equation? Yeah, it wasn't monetary value. It was something else. Um, so everybody who works with me knows that I will <laughs> I will forget what I said five minutes ago and everybody's laughing. I can see them off camera. Um, I don't know. It's it's really it's it's oh it's a time it's a it's it's time, right? So like a podcast, there there are podcast apps uh growing up or popping up out there that'll that'll charge you, like the Netflix of, right? You gotta pay Netflix and then um where podcasting is just it's time for value. If I spend 10 minutes with Jimmy. What is what is that exchange? Is it an exchange of abundance? Man, I, I listened for 10 minutes and I got so much out of that. Oh my gosh, I'm going to come back. That's what I want someone walking away leaving with. I want them to say, wow, I got a lot because that person's going to tell a friend. That's another thing I ask. Listen, this is free. If you ever find value in what I do, the only thing I ask, tell one friend, tell one colleague, tell one classmate, tell one person, uh, and then tell them why. Not just, hey, this guy's got sound effects and that's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> That's not why. I mean, they're 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 the icing on the cake. But here's what I got out of it, and that's what that comes to a word which I like to use, which is remarkable, mm. worthy of making a remark about. Right? Seth Godin is a great author. If you're looking to read a, a book that's that's really insightful per page, like biggest valuable per page. If someone makes a remark about your product or service, wow, 
that is valuable. They just said, like Amber just said, yo, this this thing, this is worth you spending 10 minutes on. You're going to get an exchange of abundance because then your friend who trusts you is going to go listen. And if they go, mm, I wasn't really seeing what you were seeing right there, but okay, thanks. Your social cred just kind of got eroded a little bit. They look at you a little bit different. Like, ooh, that was not a show on Netflix that I would appreciate that Amber just sent me to. That's weird. I don't ever want to see that again. Um, so making remarkable content that's really the uh, that's that's the uh, that's the aim. So I would say that it's it's a time it's a time proposition, value for time. That's a, and if I can interject a little bit, you I think that we're all keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, I just want to say, like, I mean, that question is so strong because we're talking about a positive sum game here. Um, in the eighties, a guy named Bobby Axelrod wrote this book based based on game theory by Dr. John Nash, and the whole thing is building a positive sum game it's it's creating value and adding value into the world and like you said people will find that value if you're creating again value um if you're talking about the analogy of the race it's like racing against the clock versus racing against other people right if you're racing against other people you're going to be pushing to get the best time but like as soon as you're thinking i got to beat him then it becomes a value or a sorry a status game and the status game is a zero-sum game because everyone's trying to build the tallest building. I heard a, um, an analogy. It's like the, there's, one, there's two ways to build the tallest building in the town. Great. Number one is just to build the tallest building, right? And then number two, tear every other building down. The second one's going to be impossible, right? right? So like you add that value, and I, I kind of want to use that as a transition into um, sort of how you did that with your podcast um, the, from the start, I guess. Like, how did you define that value statement and really see like, okay, I can add value here. And then how'd you get over the hump of this isn't going to work? Um, like essentially fight clubbing yourself. Yeah. Like, how did you get past that? That's a good question. This podcast was born out of my insecurity for not feeling like I fit in or was smart. My imposter syndrome, right? We're all dealing with it. Right. So I'm sitting in class and I was 31 or something. And all my classmates were like 24. And I was like, I don't feel like I belong here. Total imposter syndrome. Um, and we default to our baby blanket, right? What we're comfortable to. So I saw this as a way of being able to get some something for myself. Believe me, I get a lot out of the show. I get to ask people who I think are super smart questions. And then I get to sit there and just listen to them. Yeah. Like, so Becky Bliss. I interviewed Becky Bliss in my third year of PT school. I was doing a pro one of my big neural projects on concussion, and there was this big, huge book that I could read. And I was like, "Oh, that is <laughs> I don't look how dense that book is." And then I started googling people in like you know in and around the book and papers, and I found Becky Bliss, and I just emailed her. I was like, "Hey, can I interview you?" Yeah. Well, forty minutes later, my paper was pretty much written. Hmm. She said it. And then I said, "Becky, uh, another question, right? How do you get better guests, or how do you get better information?" Becky, like, thank you so much. This is off mic. Becky, what other papers or who should I talk to? And she's like, I have a Google Drive filled with stuff. I'll send it to you. And by the way, here's three people you should talk to. And I was like, huh? and I realized books and inanimate object. I like animate objects. I like people and I get better information. So um, this, I don't, so long story, long answer to a short question. It was on accident because I defaulted to what was comfortable and did that. And along the way, I realized that when I'm getting value, the audience is getting value. It's amazing. And I just, and, and then lather, rinse, repeat. The, the, the conversations that you're able to have with people, and I've listened to, goodness gracious, a lot of your, your podcast. How many episodes have you uploaded? We, we stopped counting past like 650. So we're probably 750 that, or whatever. Yeah. That's unbelievable in the span of five years. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're putting out content and you're doing, being consistent. And Grant, you do have that background in radio, right? Um, which gives you that niche, that skill set that no one else really has in our space. Um, how let's let's transition that into say we all want to start a clinic right we're talking about the private private practice elective group right now seven students that probably want to start a business at some point whether that be pt or whatever like right. that, that's the interest um how do you spot that in yourself and how do you integrate that in the community because i mean i'm different than you i'm not in in radio or anything like that how do you how do you find those skills that are valuable to, to the world around you Okay. So I'm going to turn, I'm going to become a PT now. You just asked me like a podcast communications question. I'm not going to answer it like a podcast or a communications guy. I'm going to ask it. I'm going to answer it like a physical therapist. Cause I got, mm -hmm. I, I speak those two oh, languages yeah. fluently. Right. Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to say we need to do an evaluation. Right. 
What are you good at? What do what what do you like? What gives you the tingle? <laughs> if I tell you, Kaipo, you're going to do soccer, man. Soccer's big in this area. And you're like, I don't like soccer. But I'm like, no, no, man. We're going to jam soccer down your throat. We're going to do soccer, soccer, soccer. You're going to hate that. And that's going to last for like, you know, six months. It's not going to go anywhere because when people look in your face, they're not going to see passion. They're also not going to hear Kaipo talking the talk and walking the walk because he doesn't like soccer. When he goes home, he doesn't soccer. He doesn't play FIFA on, uh, online. He doesn't do any of it. So I would say evaluation, self-evaluation. What can I bring? And to, to, to get right through it, you do not need to be the world's expert at something. Your PT education and your experience and your hustle is enough to help people. Mm. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it twice. Your experience and your education as student physical therapists is enough to start. You should never just say, well, I'm done. I'm done. What I'm saying is be more confident. I'm also saying this to myself. Like this is something we, we have to repeat to ourselves. Um, so now we started with you, right? So now Kaipa, we got you. You're in your, you're in your, 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 your community and you're like, okay, well now I've gotcha. done a self-assessment. I know what I've got. Yeah. Now, my next question, you want to go. What success look like to you? What are your goals? Uh, that's a communications question. It's also a question a physical therapist would ask, right? Well, definitely. You have to set goals. Otherwise, you're not going to know whether yeah, it's no. been a success or not. Yeah. Or maybe I'm halfway there. Maybe I'm further mm -hmm. from the goal. So now we've got where you are. We've got where you want to be. And now you just sit, you sit down and you say, I don't know, maybe you take out like a like a field note, like notebook or something. Yeah, I gave you that. You did give me that. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. <laughs> you take out a you take out a notebook or a dry erase board or a piece of paper or whatever or a napkin, and you'd say, I'm here. I want to get here. Let's think of a let's think of one or two ways that will get me from A to B, because A and B can move, but there's still a straight line between those two points, right? This is also how I dance, but there's always a straight line between those two points. Right. So yeah. we've just got an evaluation, we've set goals, and now we're going to put a plan into action. That could be a communications plan. That could be a plan of care. They're both plans. Yes. So I would say analyze that. Um, also throw into, so now that's, that's an assessment. I think in that intervention or your goals, you should be looking at your audience, right? I don't know if you want to be doing a soccer type clinic in Antarctica. I, maybe they play a lot there, but <laughs> are the things that I have that are valuable, can I, are they valuable to the people I'm trying to communicate? And if yeah. the answer is yes, then you have to just spring, you got to sprinkle on a whole bunch of hustle. Mm. There's and no that, having that starting point and having that end point, I feel like is such a key that a lot of people miss, right? Like, I mean, this, our society is built on like, just go to school, get this, figure it out later, figure it out as you go. But, you know, you hear guys like Gary V or Naval Ravikant, who, who, I love Naval's podcast. Amazing stuff. He talks about his Twitter storms and everything like that. Really, really quality. Um, but he talks about like having a knowledge of yourself and the fact that you can bring luck to you, right? He talks about four kinds of luck. It's dumb luck. That's like literally whatever, like right. it happens. You have um, hustle luck or I don't know the specific term, but he like you make a lot of noise and something happens, like something right. will happen because you're just hustling so hard. Monkey so, hopping football, right? A lot yeah. of moving around, not a whole lot happening, right? Yeah, exactly. And like something could happen. You're, you're more likely to have that luck than, you know, um, dumb luck because you have that, you that movement. Yes. Um, the next, the next thing of luck is, um, when you can find luck, it's like having a map, right? It's like, I, I know where this treasure is. I'm going to go and find that. That's well, I think that's generally it. right. I know yes. the beach because that's where pirates used to bury it. Right. So you exactly. It, right. Yes. And you have the tools and that kind of thing. You're getting there. Right. But the fourth kind of luck is really what Naval talks about as the biggest, biggest, most valuable thing you can have. And it's when it happens when you have specific knowledge. And I think PT is specific knowledge. Yeah. And specific, specific knowledge is when you have people coming to you for for this luck. So the luck literally comes and knocks on your door. It's like if you're the only person that can retrieve a treasure chest on the on the bottom of the ocean floor and you're the only person in the world, anyone who finds treasure on like anywhere will come to you because you're the only person to do that. Just like how you are the only, probably the only PT that's ever had a background in radio and is now starting a podcast for PT and has been such a huge success and adding so much value to people's lives. Right. So I, I, I love that. I had to love it though. Because I had to be willing to hustle too, and it had mm. to be part of my goals, or else yes. this is another thing I have to do, and then I wouldn't have passion. So there is a formula there. So I would rewind and write it down because I'm really bad at taking notes. But yeah, you're right. I think that specific knowledge type of luck is is definitely uh, is definitely needed. Mm -hmm. And th that actually transitions us well to that, right? So um, thank you, Amber, 
um, for asking those questions. I asked, we're actually going to bring Jordan in. Um, and he's going to ask the next one because our next little bit is going to be about advice to the new grad, right? Um, we have, well, in a year, we'll have all the specific knowledge of being a Correct. PT. And Jordan has a fantastic question because that, this is something that like we put in so many hours to become a doctor of physical therapy. Um, the next thing is going to be Jordan's question, which I'll go ahead and ask, let him ask now. Jordan, welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having us. I'm so pumped up right now. All right. Good. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think your life story, like basically answered this question already because of all the things that I feel like I've learned, but I'll answer, I'll ask it anyways. Um, do you have any unique tips or tricks for new grads to avoid burnout as they're starting up, whether it be their own clinic or whatever their own path is? Yeah. I think that's a great question um, because I, I was scared of it. I still am. I, you know, even in radio, coolest job in the world, right? There, it was still a job and I would still kind of get burned out. Um, and I will give kudos to all the students watching, listening right now in the room and online because you're doing something that we've all done, go to school, but you're doing it in such a different way. You're having to adapt at such a rate. Um, so kudos, kudos to you guys. For the fact that you're you're already kind of doing it, right? I mean, you must be because you're you're still standing. You're still a student. You're avoiding burnout in this thing of a, a massive DPT program uh, spread across three years during a pandemic right now. So that in and of itself uh, deserves you know commendation. So good on you guys for for doing that uh, to avoid burnout. Wow, I would say pay attention to yourself. Right. Uh, a lot of times uh, professors uh, or, or, you know, clinicians will say, be careful of the shiny object. You're going to get some job offers that are going to seem real shiny and be a critical consumer of literature. Right. The evidence and also who is dangling shiny objects. And again, some of the shiny objects are really, really great. Um, so make sure that whatever position that you're actually you know, going towards um, will align with what you're good at and where you want to go. Cause like your, your life is your own story. You're the lead character in your own story. I don't know who would play you, but me, it's Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Make sure that what, whatever that thing is or that job that you take is at least, at least putting you somewhere in line to get to that goal. And if it's not, that's going to show up as friction and that friction will cause burnout. Like, I think that's definitely one reason for it. If you want to work every day and you're helping some people, but you don't feel like you're progressing, it's difficult to get out of work, work on, a, on a Monday morning, right? My dad was a New York City firefighter and he would say it all the time. I got to go to work and do good stuff for people and they pay me for it and I get to blow a, a siren. He's like, this is icing on the cake, right? Well, I got to go to work and play rock music real loud and, and, and local uh, businesses got to benefit and people got to rock out to Ozzy Osbourne and stuff like that. Um, but it, it only started becoming burnout when it didn't align with my goals. I didn't get the tingles anymore. And immediately this job that I just had five minutes ago suddenly was causing me burnout. And I had to do a self-assessment as of why. And I just said, I just didn't love it anymore. That was your question, right? I, sometimes I just start talking and I don't even know where I'm going. But it was like avoiding burnout and you know, you know advice. But oh, it's real hard though, right? Because right now the job market sucks. So you're going to say, "Oh my God, what am I going? I'm going to take the first job that comes along." You know, I'm not going to say not to do that. That would be disingenuous of me. But make sure that you're getting enough out of that job and that you're you're constantly saying, "Is this the direction I want to be going in?" And then start looking. Best time to look for a new job is when you have a job, or you could do something completely different outside the clinic. Like, I don't know, start a podcast. Mm. But don't start a podcast unless <laughs> it's what you want to do and it aligns with your goals. I mean, people do, you know, concierge PT, no clinic. They go to people's homes because they're identifying what their audience is and what problem they have. And they go, I got, I can solve that problem. And they beat a path to your door. I, I feel like the class of 2020, 2021, 2022 that are all sitting in school or getting or just graduated you're going to see an explosion of creativity because necessity, uh, mother of invention. There's some things that people have been talking about for years that we're saying that'll never happen or this this isn't possible. Uh, online education and DPT can't be, oh, we're doing it right now. Oh, we're live. Okay, we're going. 
Um, telehealth, as, as Blake is, is shouting out there. Yeah, telehealth. Now, that's 10 years away. That won't be great. Oh, yeah? Well, we're doing that a whole lot right now, aren't we? And we're still standing and the world's still spinning for us right now. So, um, you know, the, the sexy answer for my tips and tricks, self-assessment. Ask yourself if your goals are aligned with what you're doing. And if they are, it's going to be a real good ride. And I, and I love how there's no dollar amount attached to that. You know, it's, it's, it's really about knowing yourself and, and figuring out what you're going to do to fulfill that mission that's already inside of you, whether you're finding it, um, yeah. finding that method in which you operate optimally or are just absolutely passionate about what you do. And I think that's such, such a big key. 100,000 bucks a year. Awesome. If you're miserable. Terrible. No, not so worth it. Buys you a lot of pints of ice cream. That's what I would buy if I were miserable. A bunch of ice cream, a couple of beers. But you know what? Can't drink or eat that away, right? But if you're making 70 grand, I'm just making these numbers up. If you're making 70 grand and you are thrilled to go outside and, and get in that car and go to your clinic, that's 70 grand. Whoo, that feels really good. You ride yes. 168 hours a week. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's a that's great that. question, by the way, uh, Jordan. It's a good question. Great. And what we'll, what we'll do is we'll transition now because we you, you kind of did it a little bit and you're making the job really easy as an interviewer. I guess it's your years of experience probably. But um, we're, we're talking about how we have, need to start within ourselves and figure out where we are and where we want to go and then figure out where that is, right? Um, well, we have a this, this podcast has a great sponsor that helps you do that wherever in the country, right? Isn't that yeah. Aureus Medical? Yeah. Oh, well, hey, well done. Yeah, A-U-R-E-U-S-Medical.com. <laughs> but, you know, they are a sponsor of the show, right? So Aureus is a company that finds physical therapist jobs, right? Travel jobs or long-term assignments, right? It's so It was so easy for me to have them as a sponsor because I knew I was going to be saying their name a lot that I literally sat down with them and I did the same thing. What do you do? What are you good at? What are your goals? And it was so aligned with... So you do, it was like my dad, you do good stuff for good people. Like you find them jobs where they want to go because you have that skill and they don't, but they're good therapists and you're a recruiter. I was like, yeah, that's a super easy, you know, sell. So that's the cool part. Like literally they're like, just tell it, just make sure you say the website, like, and say whatever you honestly believe about us. So I only believe what I, what I hear from their travelers and their repeat travelers and they're thrilled and they're, you know, taking pictures, wherever they go, they go beach mountains, whatever. Um, so yeah, so Arius finds people's finds therapists, uh, jobs, PTs, PTAs, and the website, a U R E U S medical.com killer radio segue Kaipo there. That was oh, awesome. I, I listened to you a lot. So I've heard you make that <laughs> transition from every which way. Yeah. Um, and actually because of Arius, we have three questions that they particularly sponsor, right? All right. Uh, I want to, I want to flip it on you yeah. though. Okay. Uh, we're, you're I'm, we're, not going to ask us. We're going to ask right. you. So we're going to do the, we'll check this out. We got a cool graphic for three questions. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, I don't know if that was extra or just amazing. What was that? <laughs> Brought to you by Aris. What do you got? Like three questions. What are we? Uh, what are, you're asking them, right? Yep. Um, so I, I don't know the exact wording, but if you could be anywhere in the world doing your job, um, yeah. I guess in America would probably be better. Where would you go? Yeah, Aris positions all over the U.S. If I could go anywhere in the U.S. And the cool part with Arias is like it's like a short-term assignment or a long-term assignment, so like permanently or just for like three months because that's how long some short-term assignments are. Um, man, I've never been to Hawaii, Ooh. and I've only heard good things, and I got to try that at least once. Um, and the other thing is when people talk about that in front of like people at Arias, they're like, no, there are there are positions there often because people just assume it's so dope. Like it's Hawaii that everything's there. I don't know how to break into that market. It's not true. You can do it. So, and you can yeah, do it. Hawaii. You can yeah. Do it All right. And it's PT. Like pe people forget that the people in the islands, I'm from, I'm from Guam. So like the islands sometimes get left out and I'm going to like shout it out back to there. Yeah. Like we need PT is just as much as anyone else in the world. So, um, so the yeah. islands, go. Guam. I'm in. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. I, I mean, I've got some connects. Um, we'll talk. All right. So second question, um, what are you reading or what are you listening to that, that you want to share? Yeah, uh, I just got this one. I got a, I got a stack of books, and I'll post like a bunch of them. But this is like the new one that I just got. Tripped across it. Um, it is called Tribe of Mentors. It's from Timothy Ferris. Tim, Tim Ferris, yes. A book called uh, Four Hour Work Week, and then he everything exploded. Like so, the cool thing is this is a uh, what I'm reading and what I'm listening to. Because how smart is Tim Ferris? He wrote a book with a bunch of insight from a bunch of people he respected, right? 
And then he created a separate podcast where he interviews people that he values their insight and they give insight. So the book promotes the podcast. The podcast promotes the book. That's All the singles on that one. So I would say Tribe of Mentors is a good one. And he also had a follow-up called Tools of Titans, which I have not uh, started reading yet, but that looks great. When, when is the PT Pinecast book going to come out? It's ironic that you say that. <laughs> we, we're, I'm dead serious. We have not talked about this publicly. And maybe you should say your, uh, say your, your BHAG, right? Your big, mm -hmm. very audacious goal yeah. out loud. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to yes. do Tim Ferriss and I'm going to find, I'm going to find all the people in and around physical therapy that I think uh, have valuable information and I'm going to make the book and I'm going to interview all of them. Yes. That's amazing. That's Today is June yeah. 24th, 2020. And I just said it. You said it, you said it out loud and now it has to happen. That's out of the bag. You're not a liar. You're not a liar. Do it fast before someone steals it. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, you're, you've got, you've got your space. Right. Um, and then obviously the last one, and this kind of, could be answered by the previous, but I'll still ask it anyways. Um, who in the realm of, I guess, your your sphere, um, who should people know about that are listening yeah. to this podcast? Oh, she loves to remain in the in the in the shadows, uh, but now she is on the biggest stage in our profession, and that is someone who helps with the show is uh, Dr. Sky Donovan, uh, who is my mm -hmm. school advisor at Marymount University. The person that person I referenced earlier when I said, "Hey, I have an idea for a podcast," and she was like, "Yeah," her eyes got real big. Yeah, you should do that, and she pushed me. She like allowed me. She gave me like permission to do it. And uh, she just got elected to the American Physical Therapy Association Board of Directors. Ooh. Top 15 people who help guide our professional organization. Um, she She's constantly lifting other people up, constantly, and uh, finding the good and like, and just, she champions other people. And I'm, I'm fine. I'm glad that she's finally, um, being given some some extra credit, like you know, and 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 some recognition and another opportunity, like literally, she gets recognition. Hey, you won this election. You're on the APTA board of directors. But what it did was it leveraged her ability to leverage other people, and we're going to benefit as a profession. So she's my sleeper as APTA okay. board of director uh, member who is going to do amazing things. You watch. She just got elected like a month ago. She's on there for two years. It's going to blow up. We were, we were super blessed because we had longtime VP. Um, oh, Lisa Sladden. Yeah, Lisa Sladden. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's our she's our provost. I'm just going to chase her down. She's going to be in the book. Oh, she she would love that. She is she's so, so cool. She's, she's super smart. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that really does it for our class. And we so appreciate you. I mean, you doing this. I mean, this is something yeah. that is obviously atypical, but you know what is typical oh, in the last three months. We're, we're, we're making things happen. I got um, a shot. You want to do it? Yeah. Bridget, let's, let's do the parting shot. Let's do this thing. It's going to happen. Hold on. What happened? It's not happening. All right, hang on. We, we, we back up. This is live radio. Here we go. Here we go. Parting shot. This is the parting shot. All right, parting shot is brought to you by our friends from the uh, Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. If you want to be a leader in orthopedic physical therapy, why not go to the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy? Uh, courses to expand your knowledge. Uh, if you want to try the OCS exam, they've got current concepts of uh, orthopedic physical therapy. That was the leading course to do that. All right, parting shot. That's when I usually let the guests, like their mic drop moment, right? The last thing I want to leave with the audience. And I appreciate Holly. Thank you so much for bringing me these students, asking me killer questions and letting us do this as part of your class. Um, my parting shot is be the boat. Now, in between my radio career and me going to PT school, little known fact, I was a North Myrtle Beach, city of North Myrtle Beach lifeguard. I was a beach lifeguard. That's why, that's why I've got the beach theme here. I got the crabs in the shirt. Um, in lifeguard training, we did a thing called a horizon swim, right? So we were training all week, being beach. We were practicing running in slow motion. It was awesome. <laughs> they teach you how to use the whistle. And we did a, uh, um, we, we met on the, on the beach at like 7 a.m. The sun's just coming up and there's this instructor's great Southern accent, right? North Myrtle Beach. And we had just been training on boats the day before and jet skis, which are awesome. And there was a, a buoy like a thousand yards out. And he's like, uh, we're going to go, we're going to go to the buoy today. And one of the other recruits goes, where's the boat? And he leans in and he goes, you're the boat. Start swimming. So sometimes in life, whatever you're aiming at is really, really far away. And you're going to look for the Uber or the boat or you're going to look for the hack or the trick. And a lot of times you're the boat. 
start swimming. Now, along the way, someone might help you out or you might find some fins or something like that or a jet ski might cruise by you can hang on to. But when in doubt, you're the boat. Mm, I love it. All right. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate it. MUSC, always good. Please invite me down ever. Love Charleston. Would love to do anything you guys want. And uh, thank you. You guys asked some really great questions. Holly and uh, the rest of the uh, the staff down there, uh, appreciate you. So thank you guys. uh, Thank you guys so much for, for having me. All right. Love the PT Pinecast? Yes. Yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review on iTunes or Google Play. All right, show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, an OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient management Learn what they can do for you to support your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It's poured fresh by me, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Ingredients are sourced by our chief connections officer, Sky Donovan from Marymount University. And it's brewed fresh by producer and physical therapist, Juliet Dassinger. And by producer and creator, second year PT student, Bridget Nolan from Sacred Heart University. PT Pinecast is a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories. Make sure to follow us online at PT Pinecast and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. I absolutely love you, love you, love you. It's it's awesome. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. And if you found value in the show, all we ask is that you tell a friend. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.